Welcome to MonkCast, a podcast from the monks of St. Benedict's Abbey in Atchison, Kansas. And after a little bit of a hiatus on this new edition, we're joined by Brother Levin Harton, the Vocations Director at St. Benedict's Abbey, to talk a little bit about the Liturgy of the Hours, also known as the Divine Office. So to begin, uh, Brother Levin, could you just tell a little bit about yourself for us? Sure, yeah. Uh, again, my name is Brother Levin Harton. I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas. Grew up with a, a great family and a great Catholic community. At the end of my time in high school, made the decision to come to Benedictine College to study philosophy and play tennis. While I was at Benedictine, um, the faith life here on campus, the presence of the monks, and then my own personal shortcomings led me to a, a reversion in my faith uh, where I saw that the way that I was living my life was no longer making me happy. And I had never uh, given uh, my faith uh, a real chance, and for the first time in my life, began to pray um, with consistency and from a, a real place of, of authenticity. As I did that, as a student of Benedictine, everything changed, and I found that at the end of my time as a student, um, my connection with Christ and prayer was the most important thing in my life, the most beautiful thing in my life, and I wanted to give my life to that. And I wanted to give my life to that at this place that had given me that gift, uh, which was at Benedictine College, St. Benedict's Abbey, in this community. So I applied and joined the monastery in 2006, and I've been a monk ever since. And I serve as the vocations director, uh, as well as sub-prior of the community, and a few other jobs in-house. All right, well, we're really thankful for your service and your prayer. And uh, one of these types of prayers, uh, called the Liturgy of the Hours, it's really uh, central to Benedictine life and the Catholic Church as a whole. It's prayed every day by countless religious orders, laity around the world. And there's some uh, kind of a rich history as well. Uh, if you could begin, just uh, a little summary of the Liturgy Hours, uh, Brother Levin, if you could give us that, and just what it is, what it includes. Yeah, so the Liturgy of the Hours, <clears throat> as you mentioned, Joseph, is the prayer of the Church. It's prayed by all of the Church. Uh, you're a diocesan priest back home in your parish, has a little black book that he's obliged to pray under pain of serious sin. All religious communities uh, across the world um, pray the Liturgy of the Hours. And it's been done for a long, long time. In fact, since before the Church even existed, uh, the Psalms uh, comprise the uh, core of the Liturgy of the Hours. It's praying the Psalms. Um, and they're a remarkable text. They're a, rem a remarkable text because we still have extant uh, prayers to the sun gods from Egypt and other Eastern religions. These prayers are, are uh, in fragments and manuscripts. They're the stuff of museums. Uh, they're from 1008 uh, BC, 1500 BC, but none of those are living texts. The one living text is the Psalms, uh, which has been prayed continuously from 1500 BC all the way up to the present day, first by the Jewish faith, uh, the people of Israel, from uh, which they come. And then uh, Christ himself, formed by the Psalms as an observant Jew, uh, prayed them. And the church took up that practice uh, from the earliest times in cathedrals and in monastic communities and uh, through the history of the church. Uh, praying the Psalms uh, to punctuate the day um, has been a continuous practice all the way up to the 21st century. Yeah, it's a beautiful and rich history of the liturgy hours that we have now. Uh, St. Benedict was uh, one of the formers, not just founders, but developed the liturgy hours that we have today that's used today. 
And uh, so because of that, liturgy hours is really important, really central in the Benedictine life. What is the role as a Benedictine monk? What is the role of liturgy hours uh, in your life? Yeah, so again, the nature of the Psalms is um, central and core to the human person. These texts uh, have certainly survived uh, the ages because Christianity has been a, an unrepeatable religious expression in the world. No other religion has done what Christianity has done in its staying power and in its influence. But they also have staying power, the Psalms, because they capture the human heart. The whole 150 Psalms create a complete tapestry of all human experiences. Everything's woven in there. Everything's placed in there. There's nothing in the human heart that isn't found in some expression in the Psalms. So monks uh, and other religious as well, but monks are tasked with the work of praying on behalf of the church and on behalf of the world. And so when we go to pray the Psalms in our own life, it's certainly to purify our hearts, to give us an encounter with God. Those things uh, maybe even firstly to give us an encounter with God. But it is also an act of service, praying on behalf of the world, um, for the world, through the Psalms, which uh, so uh, beautifully summarize the human experience. So you mentioned that it's an obligation. How do you see that obligation in your life? You mentioned it's you look at it as a bit of a service, uh, but also is it uh, something that you develop personally too in your prayer life with it? Yeah. My response to praying the Psalms probably changes as, as I go, as the years go by, as the seasons go by. Um, in some seasons of my life, it's a, it's an onus and it's hard, uh, and it's a discipline to go and to uh, do my best to uh, pay attention and, and have diligence at it. At other times, it's very sweet, and the Psalms become a mirror that reveal me to myself. At other times, there's um, a great love for uh, doing it in community and having. Uh, other voices surround mine and carry mine up up to God's uh, ears. And at other times, doing it in community can be very difficult and can be a challenge because of uh, the work that it is to recite together, to sing together, to be together. Um, so the Liturgy of the Hours, it's, it's a relationship. It's as complex as a relationship. Um, and uh, it grows and changes, evolves, and reveals itself, blossoms through, through a lifetime. I've only been at it for 10 years, but I can already see that. Sure, sure. So there is morning prayer and evening prayer, night prayer, midday prayer. Uh, do you have a favorite hour during the liturgy? That is yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I, like, I like the morning offices best. Um, the morning in general is the easiest time to pray. It's a time where things are the most still and there's the most solitude and um personal availability to be focused on God. So I like the morning the best. I know personally I went to evening prayer a few times at the Abbey mm -hmm. and I noticed there's music. Mm -hmm. uh, is, how is music uh, an integral part of the liturgy? Yeah, music is very important. Um, everyone knows the phrase uh, you, when you sing you pray twice. Um, but I think there's some really fundamentally true statements about singing as, as a as a manner of investing ourselves more into the prayer. Um, if you think about it, why, why do we sing? We sing from passion in our hearts, from a joy and expression of beauty in our hearts, and that comes out in singing. Singing in some way delivers or manifests that beauty more clearly. 
On the other hand, we also use music to uh, memorize. We have jingles and tunes and melodies, and it's just easier to integrate stuff when we're when we're singing it. And so, uh, music helps us invest more of ourselves into the prayer, and it helps the prayer uh, uh, wedge itself and flesh itself in our hearts. So there's a greater union in the prayer when we sing. Father Blaine here at the Abbey is the uh, organist, and he definitely produces some beautiful music, the company of liturgy. Uh, and uh, so let's take a little step back. Uh, liturgy hours, obviously, is a prayer of the whole church as well. What does it mean to have the universal church, the religious uh, vocations, the lay people all praying the same prayers every day? Sure. Yeah, so we have this wonderful... Um, truth of our faith that as a whole we generate the body of Christ or ascent uh, to God's presence to Christ's presence in our lives uh, incorporates us into the body of Christ and so this has very clear expressions and very clear moments of reality uh, in the sacramental life um, and when we go to mass um, but when we pray the liturgy of the hours it's a particularly beautiful one again because it's been done for over 2,000 years um, uh, submitting, submitting ourselves to the uh, prayers and the prayer book of the Bible to which Christ himself submitted. Uh, the body of Christ comes together in the Liturgy of the Hours. That's that's what's most important about it. Awesome. Yeah. I know there's a passage from the Catechism of the Catholic Church that says it it permeates and transfigures the time of each day. You kind of mentioned that. and I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Every moment is sort of blessed by the Liturgy of the Hours being prayed constantly. So since it's a prayer of the whole church, uh, that means it's more than for just those with a religious vocation. For a layperson who hasn't really truly delved into the liturgy of the hours, what might be some reasons to begin? We enter into prayer in general because we recognize that we don't have sufficiency unto ourselves. And we don't have all the answers or all the means to make ourselves happy. That's the reason to pray. And if the church is a guide someone's life, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, the Western Church, is a guide for you. Um, one of the central ways that they talk about praying is the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, and again, I think that, that uh, is because Christ himself prayed the Psalms, and there's this unbroken tradition of being formed by the Psalms that's created and generated many saints, many holy people, um, many people who have blessed the world. And so we have this sacred text um, that is centuries old, uh, that has been endorsed by the church, that has been given its stamp of approval, and has been given a pride of place in church prayer. And so again, if uh, in our hearts we find this need to pray, this desire uh, to find a better life, better days, um, the Liturgy of the Hours is a good place to start. So what is the best way for a layperson to begin praying the Liturgy of the Hours? Is there a certain certain prayer, certain hour, that is better? Yeah. And the advice I'd give there is to uh, actually get yourself one of these um, uh, serial publication missile supplements like Magnificat or Give Us This Day. Um, those are two titles. Um, they have uh, uh, a complete spiritual life in them. They have a meditation that you can read in the morning. They have a life of a saint that you can read during the day. They have the mass parts for the each month, the mass readings and the mass prayers all in there. And then they also have an abbreviated form of the liturgy of the hours of morning and evening prayer and then also night prayer, I believe. 
will typically be just about one third or one quarter of a normal uh, hour uh, when compared to the, to the Roman breviary. Um, but it's a really good starting place for a layperson. Probably takes five to six minutes to pray, and is a way uh, to just as you go through your day to elevate your mind to the Lord, elevate your mind to God, and receive some some grace and strength for the day. Uh, what about joining the monks? Is that a do they have? Or is every hour open for lay people? Yeah, yeah. Our community policy at the present is um, that um, lay people are invited to all of our liturgies. Um, so that's certainly a good way uh, to pray the liturgy of the hours. Um, to join in prayers that have been um, offered to God for the past 160 years here at this place um, with uh, other Christians, with uh, religious, um, and executed in a way that uh, is has a reverent pace and has a beauty to it. On KansasMonks.org, like we mentioned, there is a schedule, prayer schedule of the monks and times that the lay people can come and join them. Well, I'd like to really thank you, Bill Levin, for joining us today, sharing this awesome set of prayers called Liturgy of the Hours. And if you don't mind, could you close us out with a prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, giver of all good things, we come before you today thankful for this day and for the blessings that you're going to send us this day. We ask you, Father, to teach us how to pray. Teach us how to respond to your presence in our lives and how to listen better to your voice. We ask your blessing upon us as we ask for the intercession of our mother Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. St. Benedict pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Alright, thanks Brother Levin again for joining us today. And for all you listening, thank you. And you can find MonkCast on SoundCloud. You can subscribe there. Or you can go to KansasMonks.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for events at the Abbey. As well as all kinds of reflections, especially 60 Seconds for Sunday and more. Thanks again, and God bless.